Please be seated. We have a number of expressions that we use from time to time that have their basis in animals and the behavior of animals. Uh, For instance, if someone were to say to you, he was on him like a duck on a June bug. Well, you know what that means. If you've ever seen a duck chase a June bug, you, you know how aggressive they can be. And so if someone was on him like a duck on a June bug, you understand that expression. But if you'd never seen that, someone might have to explain it to you. Or if you're a fisherman, you understand the expression hook, line, and sinker. So, And you might say about someone, well, he took that hook, line, and sinker. And what you mean, of course, is that he swallowed it whole. He, he took it as being true and believed it absolutely. And that expression comes, of course, from the fact that sometimes when we go fishing, if we're not paying close attention, the, the fish will swallow the hook and the sinker, and then you've got trouble getting it out uh, when you bring the fish in. Uh, another famous animal expression is playing possum. Oh, he was just playing possum. Well, what's that mean? Well, if you never saw a possum do that, you might not understand, but most of us have seen or acknowledged the fact that a possum, when threatened, will sometimes just freeze and act as though they are dead, playing possum. So those expressions are meaningful only if we have the experience that goes with it to understand what is being described. Uh, If you didn't have those experiences, someone might have to sit you down and tell you the meaning. Well, this morning we want to look to a Bible text uh, that actually, as Stephen read for us just a moment ago, depicts the judgment scene. Now read that with me again. Matthew 25, beginning verse 31. When the Son of Man shall come in His glory and all the holy angels with Him, then shall He sit upon the throne of His glory, and before Him shall all nations be gathered. A couple things first. Let's stop there to notice a couple things. First of all, the Son of Man is coming. It doesn't, it doesn't suggest any doubt about that. When the Son of Man shall come, the Lord is coming in judgment. And all nations will be gathered there. All men are going to be standing before the Lord in judgment. But then he goes on to describe, He shall separate them one from another as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. Uh, so there's going to be a separation like a shepherd might separate sheep and goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then shall he say to them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. And so there's going to be this separation. Like a shepherd might separate the, sh- the sheep from the goats, uh, what does that mean? Well, obviously, it's suggesting the idea that some are going to receive a reward in judgment and others are going to be lost in final judgment. But if you aren't familiar with the animals that are being used in this analogy, uh, then we might miss something of the lesson that Jesus is trying to convey here. Now, I know that some of you all are very familiar with sheep and goats. There are some of you here who keep sheep and there are some of you all here who keep goats. And so you will know these things, but for many who've never handled or tried to deal with those animals, uh, there might be a little something missing. Jesus will use those animals for a point, and today we want to try to investigate that a little bit. The sheep on the right hand, the goats on the left, this separation that's going to take place in judgment. 
what does it imply? Today we want to talk about goats among the sheep and see what lessons we can learn. Before we go further into that, we stop just to say thank you for being here on this beautiful Lord's Day morning. Cool, but nice, and it's a blessing to be able to be together on the Lord's Day to worship Him, to serve Him. Uh, we desire to bring honor and glory uh, to our Creator in heaven, and we pray that that will be accomplished in our service this morning. Of course, we also want to be edified, built up, strengthened in the most holy faith, and we hope that will happen as well. So we have lots of important things that we're wanting to accomplish this morning. We're glad that you're here to be a part of it. For those who are visiting with us, thank you for coming. We hope you'll come back every time you have a chance. And certainly we're open to any questions you have about what we're doing, teaching, and practicing here at College View. Well, again, just to summarize what Jesus said about the goats and the sheep, in the final judgment, the goats are going to be separated from the sheep but then notice that the goats will not be receiving an eternal reward. That being the case, then it's obvious that we don't want to be like the, the, the goats. We, we don't want to be like them. Uh, and so what are the traits of goats that we want to try to avoid? Well, some, I think, pretty well-known characteristics. Now, get, get the point. The goats are not going to receive a reward in eternity Therefore, we, won't, we don't want to be like them. Well, what are they like? What are the characteristics of the goats? Well, first of all, goats are fairly well known for swallowing anything. You know, they're, they're sort of the famous uh, picture of a goat chewing on a tin can. You know, even if they would try to eat a metal can, a goat will eat anything. They'll swallow anything. I've known of people who used goats to clear out a thicket. You know, if you have just an overgrown thicket, if you can put goats in there, after a while, they'll, they'll have that all eaten down. They'll, they'll clear that out for you. They will just swallow anything. Well, that might be okay with a goat in practice, but in religion, to be that way is very dangerous. Now, unfortunately, there are a lot of people religiously who will swallow just anything. And in that characteristic, they're being like a goat. Uh, if some preacher says so, then they accept it as being so. And that's very dangerous. In Acts chapter 17, verse 11, the, the noble Bereans are commended. It says the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. And so they didn't just take it. Now, the, the teacher here was the Apostle Paul himself, but even with it being the Apostle Paul, they didn't just take it. They checked it out to see if it was so. They wouldn't in goat-like fashion, just swallow anything. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 1, the apostle warns, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they be of God or whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Danger, John says, danger. There are many false teachers. There's lots of false teachers. It's not a rare thing, not just a few here and there, but he said many false teachers are gone out into the world and therefore there is lots of danger religiously and lots of false teaching that gets done. In Second Peter chapter 2, Peter uh, re-echoed this same sort of warning. Second Peter 2, beginning verse 1, there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Notice, Peter didn't say there might be some false teachers out there. 
He stated it with certainty. He said, there shall be false teachers among you. And so, certainly we cannot just swallow everything we hear. We have to check it out. We have to make sure it's true. We have to reject false teaching when we find it. Jesus used the animal analogy again in Matthew chapter 7 in the Sermon on the Mount, verse 15. Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. Ye shall know them by their fruits. Here again, he's talking about, in this case, the sheep and the danger that the sheep could be devoured by wolves. Now, that's one of the principal jobs of a shepherd, right, is to protect the flock, to keep them from the danger of the wolves. But in religion, false teachers are like wolves that will destroy the flock, and so this has to be guarded against. So, the first characteristics of goats that we would want to avoid is, don't be like them, don't be gullible, don't be religiously gullible to just swallow anything and everything that you hear. Make sure it's true to the Word of God. Secondly, a characteristic that uh, goats are famous for is that they bear an awful smell. Do you, do you ever hear somebody describe it? He smells like a, an old billy goat. You've heard that expression, right? Where does that come from? Well, it comes from the fact that billy goats are notorious for having a horrible stench. And so, that's where that expression comes from. Now, did you know that in the Bible, it describes that we offer a smell to God? And it might be a good smell, for instance, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 15, for we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ in them that are saved. And so, we might be presenting a, a pleasant aroma to God. It would come, of course, if we are submissive to His will, obedient, doing the things that He wants us to do, then we come up before Him as a sweet-smelling savor. Probably the, the connection that's being drawn there is from the Old Testament, when in the tabernacle in the temple there was a, an altar of incense, and it was kept burning continually, and the idea of a pleasant aroma before God in the temple or in the tabernacle. Today, we don't have a temple or tabernacle, but we ourselves serve as a, a sweet smell, uh, like an incense to God of pleasant things. But of course, that is only true if we are obeying Him. If we are not, then passages like Proverbs chapter 15, verse 9 says, the way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. The word abomination is key there. Uh, have you ever smelled something that's so bad that it just almost makes you sick your stomach immediately upon smelling it. Uh, that, that I, that's the idea of something like an abomination. An abomination could be many things, but such a stench like that would be an abomination, something that literally makes you sick. And for those who are wicked, who are not obeying the will of God, they are to Him like an abomination. Have you ever smelled a, a, a dead animal that's been dead for a while or or something else of that nature, that the smell is just so horrible that it almost makes you sick immediately. Well, that's the idea of the, of the kind of reaction that God has to those who are not trying to do His will. They are an abomination, something that literally is almost making Him sick. Well, what are we going to be then? Well, goats are, are famous uh, for having an awful smell what about us? Uh, what kind of an aroma do we present before God? Of course, goats are notoriously famous for being stubborn, 
not submissive, and they can't be led. Sheep, on the other hand, have a reputation for being submissive. And, and if, if you were handling sheep, uh, what you would do as a shepherd, you just go out. They know you, and you go out, and they follow right along. They just very submissively follow as they're being led. You can't do goats that way. Goats don't follow like a sheep. You have to drive the goats. You have to stand be, you have to be behind them, pushing them, driving them because they're not submissive. Very stubborn. You want them to go one way. They'll most likely go a completely different way. They're not submissive. They can't be led. I remember years ago out at Joel's place, uh, the neighbor had an old billy goat and he got in Joel's field with the, with the cows. Oh, well, you, you couldn't, you couldn't get him to do anything. Every time you tried to get him to go that way, he'd go the opposite way. Just exactly doing everything different than what you want. Stubborn, not submissive, can't be led. Well, goats have that reputation. God wants us to be like sheep, not like goats. He wants us to, to follow, to be led, to be submissive, not to be like a goat. In Psalm chapter 78, verse 8, the psalmist describes the nation of Israel, a stubborn and rebellious generation, a generation that set not their heart aright and whose spirit was not steadfast with God. There are a lot of similar expressions describing Israel in the Old Testament as a stubborn and rebellious people. They were like goats. What about us? Uh, Are we submissive? Are we willing to be led? Or are we stubborn and rebellious? In 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, Peter says we should be submissive. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. When you read that verse, I just ask you the question, does that, does that sound indicative of sheep or goats? Well, that's definitely a sheep-like characteristic, right? Not a goat-like uh, characteristic. Humble submissiveness is what the Lord is looking for in us. Philippians chapter 3, beginning verse 16. Let us walk by the same rule. Let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Again, the idea of following, like sheep following a shepherd. Uh, You don't have to be driven. You're willing to follow and submit. And so, again, a characteristic here. We don't want to be like the goats. They're not going to receive an eternal reward. Remember the very simple premise of our lesson this morning is that in that judgment scene, separating the sheep from the goats, the goats are out. They're going to be lost eternally. So what do we have to avoid? Well, don't be gullible. Believe everything you're told without checking it out. Be careful about the kind of aroma you present before God. We want to present a a sweet-smelling savor, and that comes from obedience. Don't be stubborn. Uh, don't be uh, refusing to submit as goats do. Let me suggest sort of as a close counterpoint to the previous thing that goats are sometimes combative. If you want, if you want to hear a funny story sometime, get Arthur to tell you the story about the, the billy goat that he had at his place several years ago. Arthur had worked very diligently to make a nice fence around the pasture field and he had a he had a real nice gate and a heavy duty gate post uh, set to, to come in and out, and the old billy goat just decided that he was going to ram that gate post, and so he would get back and he would just ram that gate, and he'd get back and he'd ram it again, just shake it, wouldn't he, Arthur? 
and 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 it was going to knock that thing loose. And Arthur had gone to a lot of trouble to get that thing right. And that goat was just determined to knock that post down. So Arthur saw him out there at it again, and he went out there to stop him. Well, that old billy goat just reared up on his back hind legs and was ready to come on to Arthur. And you've got to get Arthur to tell you the story. Arthur knew that he was about to be hit, and he just grabbed the billy goat around the neck, and they both went down uh, in a tussle. I mean, it's a, it's a hilarious story to hear Arthur tell that story about wrestling that old billy goat. Why? Well, because a billy goat can be downright mean and combative, right? Uh, again, another characteristic that we do not want to possess. We don't want to be like that. We studied the book of of 1 Corinthians and talked about all the problems that existed at Corinth. And they had that combative spirit with one another. Notice 1 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning verse 1, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. For For whereas there is among you envy and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? There was a lot of trouble, fighting, fussing, feuding combativeness among the Corinthians, and it shouldn't have been that way, and Paul was condemning them for that. We need to learn the lesson. And, and uh, as we conduct ourselves in the body of Christ today and in our relationships with one another, we need to avoid that sort of thing. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 15, Paul warns, But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Uh, that can happen. Uh, we've known of local congregations where that very thing took place. They consumed one another. They were so busy fighting with one another, they couldn't do any positive work for the Lord. Christians can be that way, and sometimes are. We need to be careful not to be ready for a fight, be combative like an old goat. Let me make another point here, and I think I'm going to have to explain what I mean by this. Goats can sometimes make the sheep look boring. Again, I think I have to explain my meaning here. Take a, take a, especially a young goat, and they're just out there running around, jumping and carrying on, uh, uh, playful. Uh, how many times have you been driving down the road and you see a bunch of goats? Maybe the farmer has set out a, a big roll of hay, and one of, the, one of those crazy goats will be on top of that roll of hay. You know, uh, they just they're just very playful, very inquisitive, always checking things out. They, they almost never peaceful and resting. They're always about something, you know. Uh, on the other hand, sheep are very calm, passive, you know. Uh, they're just very calmly going about their business. Well, my point about that is, if you, if you just wanted to watch animals at, in action, which would be more fun to watch? Oh, it's more fun to watch a goat than a sheep, right? A lot more fun. The sheep's sort of boring in comparison to the goat's. You get my you get my point now. I, I have to explain my point so uh, so I can make it. All right. Here's the religious connection we're trying to draw. Religiously, some people are always looking for something new and exciting. You know, and you just got to keep changing things, inventing new things. Simple New Testament Christianity, when practiced as we read it in the pages of the New Testament, that's boring. That's boring. We gotta have something new. We gotta get something going here. We gotta, we gotta invent some new things. We gotta change things up. We gotta get it more exciting because the old way is boring. And so people add things. They change things, uh, to make it more to their liking. Well, what about that? I'm saying that's a goat-like characteristic. 
and we should avoid it. In Isaiah chapter 55, beginning verse 8, Isaiah, speaking on behalf of the Lord, said, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God's way is right. Uh, we, we, are, we do not possess the ability or the capability of being able to improve upon what He has instructed. We need Bible authority for everything we're doing. Colossians 3.17, Whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Now, a lot of people are going to say that's a boring approach. It's boring. When you all say you have to have book, chapter, and verse, when you have to have Bible authority, a thus saith the Lord for everything, that's just a boring approach to religion. Well, it's what the Lord said we should do. And so, again, we may appear like the sheep in this, but that's a good thing because the sheep are going to be rewarded and the goats are going to be lost if we're just calmly, peacefully, humbly doing the will of God. It may appear boring when compared to what some other people are doing in the religious world around us, but it is the right thing. All right. Now, again, this is a really simple concept this morning. I know that you're not having any problems seeing the point. There's going to be a judgment, and the sheep and the goats are going to be separated. The sheep will be rewarded and the goats won't be. Therefore, clearly, we want to avoid these kinds of characteristics of goats. Right? We don't want to be like the goats. Now, one last observation. A physical goat can never be transformed into a sheep. You couldn't do that. You couldn't do that in a million years. It doesn't happen. Uh, you know, a goat is a goat and a sheep is a sheep and they can't change. It is in their DNA. It's their basic nature. You can't change a goat into a sheep. But spiritually, goats can be changed into sheep. And we need to be willing to let that happen. If we've been exhibiting the characteristics of goats, then what we would say emphatically is change that. Change that immediately. And of course, the change comes by allowing ourselves to be affected by the truths taught in the Word of God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, as we've been describing these characteristics of goats today, if you've, if you've noticed maybe something that comes too close to describing the way that you have been, then the promising note from the Scriptures is you can change that. And you should. You must. And your eternity is at stake. Thanks for your good attention to what we've had to say. We're going to end the lesson with a song of invitation. In anticipation of judgment. That's what Jesus told that story about, right? We tell, we tell animal stories to drive a point home. He told this animal story about sheep and goats to drive a point home. And the point that he was making there is judgment is coming. Some are going to be rewarded, but others are going to be lost. And so then he referenced sheep and goats. What about us? Are we submissive like sheep? Will we be led by the Father to do His will? That's the way it must be. Have you obeyed the will of God in your life? Right now, are you in a right relationship with the Father? If not, then that needs to change. If you've never obeyed the gospel of Christ, you need to obey it without delay. Hear the truth. Believe it. Repent of your sins. Confess your faith in Jesus. Be baptized for the remission of sins. If we can assist you in that obedience this morning, we're ready to do so. If we can help you with additional Bible study, we'd be anxious to do that. Just tell us how we may serve you. If you're a Christian but you've not been faithful, 
you need to come back to him in repentance, confession, and prayer. If we can help, let us know while we stand and sing this song. Little Lord, little Lord,